0: Hazelnuts. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The 13th annual Upper Midwest Hazelnut Growers Conference is the first weekend of March. Hazelnut growers will come together in La Crosse to get industry updates, hear from their fellow growers, and learn about research happening through the Wisconsin and Minnesota Extensions. Here with more on not just the conference, but what the industry looks like in Wisconsin, is UW Extension Specialist Jason Fishbach. And Jason, there's still time to register for the event, and it's not just for hazelnut growers.
1: That's right. This conference is for anyone that's interested um, in getting into hazelnuts. We're still at the early stages of the industry, so it's a great opportunity to learn. And in this era of COVID, we've set it up uh, to try to accommodate everybody. So we have evening sessions on March 2nd and March 3rd. Those are virtual, held over Zoom uh, that folks can register for in the free. And those two sessions are pitched specifically to beginning growers or folks that are. Uh, kicking the tires to see about the opportunities. So uh, Wednesday the 2nd is all, it's basically Hazelettes 101, and then Thursday evening is all about plant material, what plants to plant, and where you can buy them, that kind of thing. And then uh, finally we get to return to some in-person uh, programming. So we'll be in La Crosse March 4th and 5th, Friday and Saturday, where we have our presenters and we always do a mix of, of folks doing research and then also growers that are out there sharing their stories about what it's like to be a hazelnut grower. So we're looking forward to the, to the conference. It's great to get back at it. you after a, taking a break last year going all virtual.
0: What's the expected turnout at, at this event?
1: That's a good question now that, you know, post COVID. Uh, so we usually draw about 125, 150. Uh, our registrations are actually ahead of schedule compared to those prior years. So I would expect to see a similar turnout for the in-person. And the last time I checked, we've got, I think, 150 people registered for the virtual sessions on um, Wednesday and Thursday. So there's definitely a lot of interest in hazelnuts right now. It's this emerging new crop, high-value crop, and we've got interest from folks looking to do hundreds of acres all the way down to folks that are interested in just doing this as a hobby to grow some, grow their own hazelnuts and all are welcome to this conference. We try to pitch it to everybody, so it's, it's a good learning opportunity.
0: Can you give us a sense of what the hazelnut industry looks like in Wisconsin? As you said, it's a new and emerging industry, but what does it look like right now?
1: I would characterize it as uh, poised. Uh, in other words, there's sort of been two waves. We had an initial wave of early adopters in the 1990s, early 2000s, that planted lots of open-pollinated seedlings. Uh, and so every plant was different. Every plant, uh, you know, had different yields and nut size, and it's just kind of this big diversity of plants out there. Turns out that the average yield of that first wave wasn't high enough to support commercial production, uh, but it was a great breeding project, whether the growers knew it or not, and we were able to find all kinds of really nice plants, individual plants out in those populations. we Copied the best of them and evaluated them in trials, like we have to do in developing new germplasm, and found the top 10. And those are the ones that are now in propagation, ready to go out to growers that will effectively be like phase two of the industry. Um, So the problem is they're not quite ready. Uh, We don't have, you know, it takes a while to go from one copy to hundreds of thousands. So it's going to take time. But in the meantime, we're asking growers to continue to plant hazelnuts continue to plant seedlings uh, to get ready, get some experience, and also uh, plant those because hazelnuts don't self-pollinate, so we need pollinizers out there, planting border rows, planting pollinizer rows, and even just small plots to to get some practice uh, to get ready for the improved material that's coming.
0: Why are hazelnuts even of interest? Are are they valuable?
1: Yeah, so the number that always opens my eyes is the, the global economic impact of tree nuts is estimated at $40 billion a year, $40 billion with a B. And in Wisconsin, Minnesota, we participate in that economy basically zero, (laughs) right? And so we don't get to share in all the benefits of of a high-value tree uh, or uh, shrub crop. And so Hazel changes that. It's uh, it's a plant that's native to uh, the upper Midwest, and now we're basically just domesticating improved varieties to make it possible for us to participate in that economy. And that's what's so exciting. Um, you know, it's a high-value crop. It's relatively easy to grow. It is, it, it's a different kind of farming than, than annual cash crops in that it's more like apple or blueberry production where you do have to wait. You have to plant, sit on your investments for a few years while the plants mature. And then once you've got production, it's a pretty easy system to manage.
0: You said it's native to the upper Midwest. You know, where exactly can we find hazelnuts growing? Is it anywhere in Wisconsin or is it north?
1: Yeah, the native range is all over Wisconsin. Um, right now, we mainly find it on the public lands, so county forest lands, national forest lands in the northern part of the state, on sandier soils. That's where American hazelnut tends to outcompete other vegetation, but hazelnut's widely adapted. It'll grow on clay, it'll grow on sand, it'll grow on loam. It's like anything, it does best on you know really nice soils and protected sites, but it is widely adapted, so that's why there's interest across the, across the state.
0: And you mentioned, you know, people are already growing it or people are interested in getting into growing hazelnuts. Is it primarily a value-added commodity?
1: Like any new crop, um, when economies of scale are, are pretty limited, right, because of limited production, the best way to make money is to add value. And that's what we're seeing right now. There's The American Hazelnut Company has about 20 grower owners, and they make uh, oil and, and flour and flavored um, nuts and so that's and they're selling direct to customers so that's an option but as we get to scale there are companies in the upper midwest that would love to buy hazelnuts from local growers and that's where we are start talking about uh, buying you know raw kernel or buying uh, paste you know more of the commodity type hazelnut ingredients that are that already there's already a global market for it we just don't have the local production of that of that so it's sort of a two-tiered marketing approach that as we scale the industry that'll change over time.
0: How do hazelnuts fit into the environmental sustainability conversation?
1: Yeah, so it's clear one of the best ways to protect soil and water quality are perennial crops. And it's great when those perennial crops you can also make a lot of money growing them. And so a woody perennial crop is a great fit in agroforestry type application. So it can it can be a standalone like orchard crop where it's nothing but hazelnuts. Or you can have what some dairy producers are doing, where you've got rows every 30 to 90 feet, and you can still harvest your forage crops between the rows, uh, so it's more like an alley cropping system. So it fits on the landscape in many different ways in production systems. And it helps protect soil water quality, provides wildlife habitat. And then the one thing we all talk about is, you know, is, is there ways to, to fix carbon, and maybe this allows uh, farmers to participate in carbon markets, the so volunteer. Carbon uh, credit programs, so there's there's a lot of sort of dual purpose uh, uses of this crop beyond just growing growing the, or making the nuts and selling them.
0: Jason, I also wanted to ask you about just kind of those logistics of growing hazelnuts. What does it cost to buy uh, a seedling? How are input costs? You know, with the cost of land going up, is that is it even possible to get into this?
1: Uh, for sure. So the the economics look very much like um, in terms of establishment costs, any of our perennial fruit crops, like blue or woody perennial fruit crops, like blueberries or apples. So, we're talking a couple thousand dollars per acre upfront investment. And that number varies widely based on, you know, the cost structure for your farm. If you're hiring out all the work, it's going to be more expensive than you do it yourself, for example. If you're in a high pressure deer area, you're, you may have to invest in a pretty solid fence. You don't have a lot of deer browse. You know, if you're out in an open field, you maybe don't need that fence cost. So, a lot of variables. But, but if growers you know are interested in sort of think about blueberry and apple models, are are good analogies.
0: We talk with all agribusiness about the challenges that have presented themselves over the past two years between workforce shortages and supply chain disruption. Has that been something that our hazelnut growers experienced too?
1: Not really, because the scale has been relatively. You know, it's still relatively small. We're talking mom-and-pop operations that are a couple of acres in size at most you know the other nice thing about hazelnuts is the crop that can be harvested mechanically versus some of our other fruit crops that requires a lot of hand labor so it's a little bit resistant to fluctuations in the labor market that way uh, because we can do most of this work mechanically
0: how many growers are in wisconsin
1: uh, it's a good question because uh, there's no formal way that they report, you know, like dairy farm, number of dairy farms. We don't really have census of ag numbers on this, but the survey work that we do, we found about 100 growers, anywhere from, you know, 50 plants to up to, I think our largest grower right now is about 10 acres.
0: Jason, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever eaten a hazelnut unless it was in Nutella or something.
1: Most American consumers have not eaten hazelnuts, which is a great opportunity Uh, because when people do eat hazelnuts, it's not that, or the reason they don't eat hazelnuts isn't because they don't like them. It's because they've never had the opportunity to eat them, right? So we're starting to see hazelnuts in the stores more often, and if folks have an opportunity to try hazelnuts, that would be great, because the more Midwestern consumers eat hazelnuts, the better for our industry and the faster it'll grow. So I would encourage folks. There is, um, the, the source right now of Midwest grown Hazelnuts is the American Hazelnut Company. That's AmericanHazelnutCompany.com is their website, and that's a place where you can you can buy hazelnuts grown here in up the Midwest in Wisconsin. There's nothing quite like a fresh roasted hazelnut. It's an amazing flavor.
0: That's UW Extension Specialist Jason Fishback along with us for nuts of information on the hazelnut industry for the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Stephanie Hoff.